1: So, go ahead and uh, host the podcast, bro. <laughs>
0: what? Okay, go ahead, Lowe. Turn the podcast on, bro. Bro, host
1: the podcast. Yo, this you, this podcast. I had the last one. No, you didn't. I had the last one. Uh, back to back, bro. AJ, if I start hosting all these podcasts about myself, then people are really going to say that I'm the main character.
0: Nah, they're not gonna say that don't you won't even, you don't even ever have to worry about that my guy
1: look like, i'm just I'm, I'm trying to look up for you man i don't want the, that rumor to be brought up you know we we somewhat equal so i'm trying to keep everybody on the same page Bitch, so start no i'm just saying this time it's, it's your turn so go ahead go ahead and do it man hello
0: just start man
1: all right agent i'm just i'm just telling you man so i'll i'll i'll, I'll start man. i'll start it i'll start it Yo, that podcast, people, it's the one and only legend of winning, aka Lowe, yeah. and we back with another episode of All Top Podcast, better known as Lowe's Podcast, with a special guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was a special guest last time, now, at this point, I'm basically a permanent member.
1: No, special special guest was supposed to be Dom2K, but unfortunately, he couldn't make it, so I have um a replacement, I guess. And my replacement was supposed to be b Souls, but he wasn't able to make it either. So we just were stuck with Agent Zero. Let, let's let's see what you <laughs> got to say, Agent. Say say hey to everybody, man.
0: I've never been disrespected like this before, man.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god! Wow. So I'm I'm the third string guest, oh. I guess. I guess so.
1: You know how that makes me feel inside, bro. You don't you don't maybe consider that I have feelings. You never thought about that. You know, you're right, man. You know what? I'll, I'll let you host today. Just, you know, I'll let you host it today, man. <laughs> I, I'll let you host the podcast today. So, you can, uh, I, I you know, wouldn't feel, dare. Feel I wouldn't me. dare. This is your podcast. No, 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 no. Go ahead and do it, man. Go ahead and do it, man. Go ahead and do it.
0: So, I, I stopped Low before. Low wanted to react to something before the podcast started. And I, I wanted him really badly to just start recording. So, I wanted to get his live reaction. I don't watch football no more. I don't. I don't care for football no more. But if you paid attention today on Twitter, you saw. I believe it's Fonte Davis, cornerback, just at halftime decided he wanted to retire. Didn't tell a teammate. He didn't tell not one coach. He just decided to retire. And lo, I, I don't know the NFL CBA as well as you know the NBA CBA, but people on Twitter have been reporting that the first game of the season, apparently, he was inactive. And for this game of the season, because he played, technically because he played, he gets all the guaranteed money that he was supposed to get for the season. I don't know how true that is. But if he does come away with that guap, my guy, that is the biggest finesse of all time and probably the most iconic way I've ever seen anybody retire after, of course, Kobe Bryant. Of course, 60
1: points. Yo, I, I'm, okay, I'm <laughs> looking at the now and interviewing him. And he's like... He's interviewing like he's just, yeah, I so said I'm not gonna come out in the second half. I just I'm gonna retire. He's saying like so nonchalant, like, yeah, obviously, I retired at halftime. Like what's do you not get it? I'm retiring at halftime. What is there not to understand, yeah, man? He, he was like, then that's like so the, the coaches they didn't know anything, no, I just didn't I just didn't come back out. And they were like, So so that's it? And he's like, Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like, bro, that's not normal. Like, why are you? He's just legit just trying to act like this is just like a normal thing. Yo, the memes on Twitter, Twitter's hilarious. The memes on Twitter are just to die for. Oh my God. The fact would, that he, he just hung him up. You would, you would die for them, my guy? Yes. The fact that he hung him up in the middle of the game. I thought, because when you first told me, I thought he was like on the field and he was like, Bro, I'm just gonna go home, bro. Like
0: <laughs> he just like he just if up and If I'm not mistaken, they off. were down 28-0 when he
1: just said. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. yeah. I, I saw that part too.
0: <laughs> can you imagine, though, Can you imagine just quitting on your career oh in the middle God. of it? In, <laughs> can you imagine you're a lawyer in the middle of your case. Let's say, let's say you're at a, you you have a class action lawsuit in the Supreme Court, and then in the middle of the case, while the judge is talking, you just walk out.
1: I don't, get, like, I, I don't I don't like you said though, I don't I don't know how valuable of an option this is, because like I don't know maybe not valuable is valid of a I don't know how valid of an option this is. If they give if they actually owe like he if he's owed the money, that's wild. That'd be really crazy. That'd be wild right there. You know
0: that the owners are gonna use this as part of their argument when they're like, man, we don't need no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. You see what Vontae Davis just pulled off? That's yo. Know, that's just wild. It's funny. Yeah, can bro. I be honest with you, Lo?
1: Was that
0: when I drove to Buffalo to try and get two K early? Man, the literally the worst areas in Toronto look better than the best places I've seen in Buffalo. My God, I'd have to quit too, bro. I'd have quit at halftime. I would have never came back. Got my money. saved save myself from any potential head injuries. Like he said, he got two surgeries or something like that. Like. I've been through the most. I've done all this, made my money, retired at thirty. You know, just invest that money in body armor like Kobe and
1: make some more money. Facto, facto, facto. Yeah, but shout out to uh, Vontae Davis, yo. I mean, I would have. I mean, the way they the way they lost, I definitely would have done it, bro. Because they definitely like they were trash today. Straight up, basically rage quit, yo. (laughs) That's yo. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Somebody, somebody gonna have to like really like that's that's like a thirty for thirty right there. Like the moment that he just decided, like, nah, this is it, bro. Like, I'm just not, I'm not gonna come back out. Like, you know, this is it. This is what this is what's so, gonna happen. Lo, we've been talking about actually you, you, your pod,
0: right? You said it was Lo's pod. You got this one, bro. I want to talk about some Jimmy Butler right now, my guy. All
1: right, um, since since basically, basically saying you don't you don't know what to talk about. Since we're talking about retiring. Wade has announced that this upcoming season will be his last year in the NBA. Um is yeah, he, Wade yeah. the most overweight? Let me chill. All right, keep going. Chill out. Aren't right, you're old enough, right? Like mean, you're old enough to remember Wade in his youth. You're like,
0: yo, guys, Lowe is like two or three years older than me. And he'll be like quoting me sometimes like two to three two to three, two to three two
1: to three decades older than you. What are you talking about?
0: Lowe, I literally you by a few years, my guy, like we still watch Fairly Odd Parents. Stop acting like I was from a different era. Like, wait, you're I watch, I watch,
1: I, w- I watch *Fairly Odd Parents* with my children. You watch *Fairly Odd Parents* <laughs> <laughs> because you, you were a child. That's that's the difference. Uh, all right, man. All
0: right, now I know the difference. Also, yeah, oh, yeah. that shit just dropped on Netflix, so that's tough. Facto,
1: facto, but um, yeah, but you, but you remember him, right? You remember Wade in his, in his youth? Because I am starting to see a lot of people. I don't think it's funny because I did a, a poll last week or maybe 2 weeks ago and i asked people like yo what's I really want a poll it's just a question i asked like yo what is um you know what would it what are you uh what is your earliest memory of an nba game right i try to kind of gauge not really even gauge what people were at in their understanding of it but just kind of get a understanding of my audience right and a lot of people were legit saying like 2013 2012, I was like, whoa, whoa, Um. so that right there was, I don't, I, I didn't know how I felt about that, but because of that, it does make me realize and understand that, like, people, I, like, they don't, they don't know, like, Prime Kobe and, and Prime, um, Paul Pierce, Prime Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, like, a lot of the people who actually watch my videos, they only know them of the latter part of their careers, and Wade is such an interesting part of that conversation, is because Wade, when a lot of people start to watch him play, they only know him as an elite player standing next to LeBron, and so they only they can only kind of speculate how good he was in the early stage of his career. So a lot of people, especially on Twitter, I just went on Twitter and I kind of put a poll up as well, like where do you rank Wade? A lot of people they don't really know Wade, and it's 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 very very interesting. So you, but you remember him, right? You remember Wade, right? Yeah, I think one Wade. time
0: I, I saw him on the TV when I was on like the four. TV, oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, yeah, I saw him on the TV. You know the big box TVs? Oh, sorry, no, we had the flat screens back when I was four. I lied. I must say, you've been rich, AJ. Come on, chill Yeah, out. yeah,
1: chill yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Do plas- I- You remember the
0: plasmas? We had one of the plasmas, man.
1: No, nah, we had the um black and whites back when I was growing up. Back in the day um, But what I mean real, real quick I can, can kind of Ring off his stats Real quick Three time champion 2006 finals mm-hmm. MVP um, 2009 scoring champ 12 time all star 2010 all star MVP Eight time All NBA performer I believe he actually has Two first teams Which is rather impressive When you're playing in a, a decade or an era With Kobe So that's That's Vastly impressive um, three time all defensive team and was the uh, part of the all rookie team as well in two thousand and four. Has recorded over twenty two thousand points, four thousand, over four thousand rebounds. It? What do you mean? Twenty-two thousand. That's it? Yeah, twenty that's a lot of points. What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. Maybe I just in my mind I thought he was like at twenty eight or like near thirty.
1: Oh whoa, chill out. Um there's only like eight players who have thirty thousand <laughs> points in NBA history. Jesus Christ. Um, but twenty-two thousand points, four thousand rebounds, five thousand assists, um, fifteen hundred steals, and eight hundred and forty-seven blocks, which is rather impressive for a guard. I'll say I'll say this about Wade. He could have actually recorded twenty-five thousand points, but the injuries kind of cut a portion of his career way shorter than what it should have been. And I think him that's willing, not it, bro. Was it the
0: fact that he spent so much time at Marquette? He was one of the older people coming out of his draft class. Uh,
1: I, I, I mean, I guess you could make that argument as well. I, I guess so. Uh, but I, f- no, and, and also no, and also because he also um took a, a back seat once LeBron got there. That's another reason why.
0: I think everybody took a back seat on that team.
1: Mm, yeah, I guess you can say that. But because I, f- I feel like. I mean even even with even if Wade, because it was like a back to back seasons where he only he missed like 30 games he, he he practically missed an entire season by the time the uh by the time his first year concluded with LeBron in 2011 he he, he practically missed an entire season of basketball by that time and so if if you look at how many points that he was recording at that moment he he easily could have made up another 2000 points within that season of basketball that he missed and if you add that to the to the 22,000 oh, he he, For Like he a superstar
0: <clears throat> is it like 2,200, 2,400
1: per season, right? Uh it depend I mean obviously it depends on what you're averaging, but somewhere between 18 and 2,000 points is what you can average just normally and leading the NBA what he did in um 2009 in scoring, you can you're getting up to like two 2- twenty-two to 2300 points in one season and and in oh nine, he led the NBA with 23 uh 2300 points. So if even if he, I'm not saying he has to do Whoa, 2300, he was a scoring leader. I, I just said that I, I said scoring know. champion, no not. So 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 even he doesn't necessarily have to leave the NBA in scoring. He averaged 30 points that season, but if if he just had like one more season to his name, he easily would have been um 24,000 points at this point, and probably would have been on the fast track of getting um a thousand points, a thousand more points by the end of the season. So we
0: need one of the statisticians to extrapolate Wade's statistics. Using an algorithm that, of course, factors in age and the decline of NBA players when they lose their prime, and then just see like had he had those years that he's all those years he spent in Marquette when like LeBron and them just kind of flew in from high school, see how much damage he would have been able to
1: do. But it was only two years in Marquette, though. It wasn't like it was. I mean, I, 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 get what you're saying because he didn't, he didn't come into the NBA until like 21, 22. So I definitely understand if he had came in at like 19, then that can be a different argument. Eight? Yeah, they were coming in at 18, my guy, back then at least. Yeah. But I, I, I also say this. I think that, um, I don't, cause I, I feel like if he came in at 19, then I I feel like his career trajectory would have been a little different. He probably would have been drafted by another um team. Oh, here we go. Do, I we I just right no, it's, it's not even what if. I just feel like I feel like what he did is fine. I don't I don't believe him going to college, staying in college for an extra year really hurt him in the big picture. It I was think an extra that, I think two it was years. Injuries. I said for another year. I said yeah, two years. What are you
0: talking about? Yeah, but you said an extra year like there was a one and done rule back then. Anyway, um. I, I I'm happy i hope more players do this whole for, farewell tour thing. I really enjoyed watching Kobe do his. It's kind of sad because if that's your favorite player once he retires like I feel like part of the n b a is just missing and is never gonna come back and so uh, Kobe just dropped the interview <clears throat> like last week um
1: we got talk about we gotta talk about, about the interview too but keep going keep going
0: I didn't watch the second half of yeah but oh we can't God. talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy to think that like the players we grew up watching eventually leave, and then the reasons we love the sport isn't there anymore. And so like you have to find the players that got us to love the sports are no longer there anymore. So you have to like you have to find new reasons to enjoy. And then you see players like Embiid come in, super exciting to watch. I love that guy. Wiggins, <laughs> florcio representing Canada. Jamal Murray. You know how you know how it is, right, love? Um but well, I'm happy to say that my interest in the NBA didn't go down just because my favorite player left. My favorite few players, and once Dirk Nowitzki leaves, that's gonna be another one right there. I i
1: am not i am not going to. You know, I'm actually. I, I enjoy Wade. Um, obviously grew up watching him. I'm. I'm not necessarily going to be upset if Wade um retires. Uh, I know. I'm. I may may tear up a little bit because you know that's that's what real ones do. But it'll be it'll be uh tears of, it'll be it'll be tears of joy you know what I'm saying, but I, I mean I'm I'm happy that I was I was definitely privileged to watch Wade play through his prime. Yeah I, yeah, I feel sorry for a lot of my younger audience who who just didn't um who didn't experience it. I mean, because a lot of people keep asking me what some players that like who, who does he compare to and stuff like that. It's it's really hard. I'm not saying that Wade is unique or anything like that, but it's hard to really find. Players to kind of compare to one another. But I mean, Wade was. That's how everybody feels about their era, though. Like, I'm sure somebody was born in 1985,
0: grew up watching Jordan or Ewing and whoever the fuck, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, man, if he was born in 1996 agent, bro, you missed out on a fantastic era. Then you can go back, the guys born in 1975, looking at the guys born in 85, like, man, in our era, when Jordan just came in the league, yeah, you know, back then, I feel like, really, because they're gonna have their own memories, they'll miss out, but they'll be alright, because the way I feel about Kobe, they'll have a player come up in the NBA, whether it's like fucking Ben Simmons or Jason Tatum or whoever it is, and that's that's going to be their guy that 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 they feel that way towards for Donovan Mitchell.
1: I mean that's that's, that's good though. I mean I, I don't I don't mind it. But speaking of Donovan Mitchell, that's that's the player that a lot of people have that's the player I was kind of leading into claiming that could kind of replace, I guess replace Wade or a good comparison. Um and it's, it's definitely I mean if there was a player I would say whatever trajectory you feel like Mitchell is going to be on by the end of his career, that's that's where Wade was as well. I think Mitchell I think Mitchell's bounce is a little bit higher than um Wade Wade's was but what what Wade was able to do in air like in mid-air and his control of his body was rather impressive especially at his peak and I would also say at this stage of Mitchell's career and at the stage at D-Wade's career when he was a rookie that um Wade was a better um ball handler and and facilitator but they're they're very very similar players so if I were to think compare Wade is- you think Wade was ever a good three point shooter, though? No, well, that's another thing, too. Wade wasn't as good as a, a three point shooter. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for bringing it up. But I think another reason why, well, I don't know. I don't, I, cause Wade has tried to make that transition, but he, he hasn't been able to. But, um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, though. If, if for people out there who kind of want to know the way y'all get excited about Donovan Mitchell right now, Wade was, was basically donovan mitchell without a three-point shot but I, I feel like he was a better better facilitator and more control in the air um uh, but donovan mitchell he's you know he nasty you know that's that's my guy, D. mitch you know what i'm saying but yeah if i had to compare this that's that's him what is your what are you what is your i guess i don't want to say earliest memory but like what do you remember of wade or a moment in wade history where you was like oh shit that's that's Yes, I never him, liked bro. Wade, man. You never yeah. liked Wade? I,
0: I never liked Wade or LeBron. When I was a kid, You're I trash. just wanted to be... I did the opposite of my brother every time. So, when he liked LeBron, I was like, man, fuck that guy LeBron, bro. You know who I'm gonna like? Man, I'm gonna like Kobe.
1: But you can when still like, like
0: Wade. What, the, what is your nah, problem? because then eventually he teamed up with LeBron. I was like, man, man, I can't stand this guy Wade. And then wow. that was also around the time when... That was also around the time when Shaq left Kobe, and then uh, everyone was making those like, oh, Kobe can't survive without Shaq types. And I'm like, man, fuck Miami, bro. Them guys are going to fail. people <laughs> don't know the
1: what a champions. Oh, just a salty little
0: kid hating everybody, man.
1: I'll say this. The the two fondest memories, I remember when, because this was around the same time, this was like right around the mid-2000s, and Wade and LeBron had only been in the NBA for a handful of seasons. And I think people tend to forget just just so people understand something here. I I believe people tend to forget that Wade is actually the first one to beat the um the Detroit Pistons. And this is before this is before LeBron and this is with Ben Wallace on the team. And I know people are gonna say he has Shaq, but Shaq at that point I think he was like a twenty and ten guy, not taking anything away from Shaq, but he wasn't he wasn't the same Shaq that he was in LA. He didn't demand the same amount of double teams at that Point, I feel like Ben Wallace could handle his own down there and maybe a double team here and there. But after Shaq and like D Wade, the, the drop off was pretty significant. And then in the finals, Shaq definitely didn't, he, he was nowhere near the same player he was. But Wade, because I vividly remember, it was like two, it was moments in both Wade and LeBron's career where I was like telling myself, like, there's no way that they're going to be able to do XYZ. And I remember going into that series and I was like, bro, there's no way that Wade is going to be able to do what needs to be done to beat the Pistons. Cause again, Shaq wasn't, he, he wasn't Shaq anymore. And Wade went out there and like every shot he took, he was making it. He was getting to the free throw line. I think he shot like 60% in that series against the Pistons. This is the pit. This is Pistons with Ben Wallace. And this is Wade who's not like a three point shooter. And defensively, he was amazing. He was slashing. He was beating, um, both Tayshawn Prince and Rip Hamilton off the dribble, very patient for somebody who was like only three or four years in the NBA. I think maybe only two. I think it was three, two to three years in the NBA. He was extremely patient off the pick and roll. He understood where he needed to go, and that was that. Again, that was a team that really didn't have that much talent, and for somebody that young to demand as much attention as he did from the off from the defense, especially an elite level defensive team, it was it was amazing, and then. I think the other time, I think a lot of people who remember Wade early in his career when I, th- I don't know if he blocked Wade. I don't think if he blocked LeBron, but he LeBron missed the dunk. They shipped it off the way, This is back when LeBron was in Cleveland. He takes it damn near full court and just I don't know. I don't know what Virgil was doing, just standing in the middle of the lane like an idiot. Virgil just stands in the middle of the lane with his hands up and D Wade bounces Dunks on Virgil. If that wasn't crazy enough, oh
0: dude! And then, yeah, ste-
1: and, then and then stepped over Virgil. I was like, whoa! I, that's a that that's was the, top
0: ten all time. That right was
1: there. that was. I was like, yo, that's first of all, that's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. Second of all, because I think at that time Shaq had either left or he was definitely on decline at that point. I was like, yo, if Wade, if if that's what Wade can do. It's gonna be tough for Kobe. I ain't gonna lie to you, cause that I think that was a moment when a lot of people were questioning if um who who was if like how close was Wade already at Kobe and Kobe was in his peak and Wade had only been in the NBA for like three or four years. And also for people out there who loved it, like cause I see I see the conversation between Kobe and T Mac more than I see the conversation between Kobe and Wade coming from somebody who, who who was alive when that was happening and and vividly remembers like young Wade. Wade had already jumped over like. T Mac and Vince Carter, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. He had, like him and LeBron had already way way surpassed them in their second or third year. And the conversation really was not about T Mac and Kobe. The only reason why it may have been brought up that frequently is because they were both in the West. But it was it was Wade and Kobe and and Wade. If Wade had stayed healthy, I, I think he he would have made a legit argument um, uh, or a more a more valid argument in the mid two thousands between him and Kobe. But the injuries, like I said before. Him only playing like fifty or sixty games on back to back seasons, and then they would enter into the postseason, and without another dominant, overwhelmingly dominant presence, he couldn't take over games. That was also rather concerning because I think after 07, the uh, they they were not like they they start they were struggling to beat the the goddamn Atlanta Hawks. I was like Jesus Christ, bro. And I remember I I went to that I went to that game too. I I remember that series, and I was like, I don't know Wade, I don't know, I don't know. But um shout yeah. out to Wade though.
0: Yes yeah, Wade top top twenty five for me. Top fifty, right? I mean, yeah, so disrespectful.
1: Top hundred? Someone stop though. being disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, top top yeah, twenty five yeah. top twenty
0: five for me for Wade. Hands down. Yo, Lo just keeps talking about this top fifty list he made up, but he he's never gonna drop the shit. he will never drop it.
1: I'm trying to figure out the best way to actually release it, to be honest with you.
0: Nah, you're not, bro. You just you're you're delaying, so you won't ever have to do it. This is the perfect time to do it, my guy. Before the NBA season starts back up, yeah, I'm
1: definitely thinking about it. I'm definitely thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about that for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, I got I got to give huge shout outs to you, man. Though I got to give huge shout do. out to you, man, because you were you were one of the first people who, even though it was kind of in in the air, you were one of the first people who really brought it to my attention about the whole Jimmy Butler leaving thing. So Jimmy Butler. Which people haven't necessarily, you know, confirmed yet, but Jimmy Butler and Thibodeau are are going to have a sit down a meeting about the future of the organization. Now, the the crazy thing about the um the Timberwolves, or I guess we can call them the Timber Bulls, since they signed it, we all dang now.
0: That was cringy, but keep going. The
1: the crazy thing about them though is I don't get this. So they have two young players, right? One of which, one of which is kind of trash, low key, low key, low key. And, Yo,
0: stop talking shit, my guy.
1: <laughs> and Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is—he definitely ain't living up to not a not a damn thing,
0: right? Nobody on that team is, man. Keep going. Ah,
1: uh, Towns is. Towns is doing his thing. Defensively, he needs no, to get better. He is not. Yes, stop. he is. Stop it. You think
0: Towns is stop living it. up to expectations right now, Low? Yes. What? Do you remember what expectations people placed on him? He's not living up to those, my guy. Oh, well, the, the
1: Shaq? That was crazy. First of all, the shot expectations were wild. But okay, let me go. Let me go back to. It. Let me go back. Let me go back. So I think that okay, what I'm saying is I almost lost myself for a second. So they had two young players, both of which are supposed to be the the cornerstones of the organization, right the 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 pieces to the puzzle puzzle that they got to fill in the rest of it, right? And so they've been filling up the rest of that puzzle with a bunch of veteran players. A lot of which had played for the Chicago Bulls earlier on, and they have some type of relationship with Thibodeau, so everything is supposedly be going over smoothly, as I think a lot of people, including myself, thought it was going to happen. Now, last year, don't get me wrong, they they played fine, but if Jimmy Butler is threatening to leave, now I want to pause here for a second. Let me give you some facts about Jimmy Butler: seven, eight years in the NBA, I think it's his eighth year, just turned 29. Two days ago, Happy birthday, Jimmy He's Butler. Already
0: twenty nine. Yeah,
1: Damn. he he came in the NBA um a little older. Happy birthday, Jimmy Butler. Right, right. And last year he he, he guys he honestly can be a twenty two to twenty four point score. I think we all kind of know that elite level defender. If he comes to you, agent, HM, let's say let's say your tips and I'm Jimmy Butler, and I say, look, tips, let's cut this shit, man. Wiggins got to go, man. He got to go. Now, Towns, I can, I can work with him. And I like you bringing, you bringing the boys back. You know what I'm saying? Me and Dang on the perimeter. D-Roll's at the point. All we need is Noah and we good. Which would be the wildest thing in the world. But if he says, but Wiggins got to go. What are you doing? What you doing, you He's the
0: biggest hater of all time. You I'm not saying this is,
1: What do you think? What do you think that conversation is going to be, AJ? That conversation, if I'm Jimmy
0: Bell, I'm sitting down and I'm looking Thibs in his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm saying... Why in the fuck are you bringing back the old squad? What are you? Doing, oh, so you think guy?
1: that's that's the concern?
0: Why is he doing that? Does he not know any other ways to win? No, he is doesn't. there no <laughs> other players better to help that team than the guys he used to play with?
1: Is dang? Wait, let's is go. Let's team... okay. Let's pause. Is dang for what they got him for? Especially at this stage of the off season, was that was that really a bad pickup for them? Why do they need him? Because they don't have a backup small forward.
0: They don't need no backup small forward. Jimmy Butler will play 48 minutes, my guy. We're
1: talking That's about the, Oh, my God. Stop. 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 Do you, but see, like, here, here. Here's, 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 here's the a thing. Here's the the team. Team. I, think, I think that he needs some people coming off the bench that he could trust so he can give them minutes. And having a player like Dang is someone that he could trust. To have backup minutes, cause he don't need to be playing no. He don't. He need to cut the whole thirty eight minutes. That's another thing, Thibodeau. You gotta cut that shit out, man. That's 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 od. But all I'm saying is, if so, you think the problem with the team is that he's bringing back old older Bulls players Mm. For no reason? Mm. Hmm. There's a reason. There's a reason, agent. They need a bench.
0: Nobody wanted to give Rose a chance. But they need a bench. A Come on,
1: chill out. They need They need a bench. Even, yo, you're disrespecting Rose. And that's coming from somebody who habitually disrespects Rose. So chill out, man. <laughs> chill out, man. I'm just
0: saying, like, there's probably a reason no other team wanted to give him a chance except Thibodeau. Thibodeau already has a relationship with him. It's like Doc Rivers, man. They're afraid to make new relationships with new players. They're afraid that they don't know any new ways to win and that if they don't if they don't retract and do the shit they did in the past that helped them be successful, then they won't be anything. But do you remember when D'Antoni was catching that same exact heat and everybody thought, I "Man, Dan D'Antoni really don't know shit. I think it was when he was with the Lakers. It's like, man, he's just trying to do what he did in the past. That's why he brought Steve Nash to the Lakers. And then he caught that heat, but then he evolved and he did what he's doing now with Houston with a whole new squad. And he had to evolve his way of thinking and how he coaches a team. And so if, if Thibodeau is truly supposed to be one of those coaches, those go-to guys that's going to stay in the league for decades and decades and decades, then he has to find a way to do that. He like, why? I, I I hate when coaches do this shit. We saw it happen with the Clippers in the past. We saw it happen with the Lakers in the past. Just trying to bring back what you think worked in the past. We're playing in a different era, buddy. Grow up. Evolve. And get some teammates. That's not Wall, Dang, for fuck's sake. Jesus, man. You know how much agents were just sitting there, like one week into free agency. Low.
1: I will say yeah. this. I'll say this. Rodney Hood is definitely somebody I would have been like, I, I probably would have went after Rodney Hood before Lou Dane, To be honest with you,
0: I uh, maybe. Rodney Hood had that whole thing in the playoffs where he didn't want to play against the Raptors because he thought he was too big shit to play in garbage. I don't know if I would trust. You know, that kind of.
1: Attitude. But I feel like, I feel like Dang is, is a crapshoot because he really hasn't. I will, let me say this first. I do agree with you. I, th- I think that it's a bad characteristic to have as not only a coach, but also I, I guess he, he has the, um, the dual hat with the organization. So as a coach and, but also somebody is, is a president or a GM or whatever other role he has in that organization to go back to players that you only feel comfortable with, which forces you and puts you in a box. Not to gain trust with other players and build new relationships. I, I 100% agree with that. I think that's something that will inevitably be the demise of this organization and has been the demise. Damn, with the my guy, this shit
0: is inevitable.
1: <laughs> it, it, it it only, the only reason I say it's inevitable because at some point he's going to have to b- build relationships and rapport with other players. Like that's just, I mean, Luo Dang is already in his thirties. Like we just said, um Jimmy Butler by into his 30s. Um Taj Gibson none of these players are young. All of these players could legitimately retire in the next you know what I'm saying like 2 to 3 years. Taj Gibson is 33. Like these are not like young players. So it's not like he's going to have another stretch of like 5 7 years with these players like no, at some point especially if he wants to keep the job that he has now with this organization, which I think could work. He's going to have to build a rapport with other players in the nba but if you keep boxing yourself in and if you're the general manager and the coach you're the one who has to sit down and have the meetings with these players and so it's easy to sell to Lou dang hey man come play with us we, we got d rose Taj gibson bringing the whole game back jimmy butler and and we have and we have two young players that are also going to aid us in winning we're going to be we're definitely going to be in a playoff race like that's easy to sell to Luol Deng. but if you're talking about a, another player that, in my opinion, could po- possibly, you know, duplicate whatever you're going to get out of Luau Dang, but just be younger so you can keep him on the team a little longer, it may be a little bit more difficult, and who knows the type of, you know, when you're trying to sell somebody a spot on the team, you got to be a people person. I don't know if, if Thibodeau is that guy, which is why I don't think that coaches should have, um they should have dual roles on the team anyway, but I'm saying that to say I agree with you, and I think it is inevitable if they keep playing this way. However, I think right now, having Luol Deng come off the bench, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really did don't. You, did you watch last season, Lo? He didn't oh, play he last did season. They, he didn't play
0: last season. No, I'm saying, <laughs> did you watch the team, the Timberwolves, last season? Not only did they barely squeeze into the playoffs, they, like, fucking Denver, Lo. Right. I know Denver is supposed to be like, ah, listen, we got all these potential players. But who is that? Who, is that? who is that? I'm saying we had higher expectations in squeezing in the eight seed only to get only to get dropped off by what was the Houston Rockets four to one in the playoffs. Yeah, they they had a bad season, and I think the only reason they even remotely came close to the playoffs was because of Jimmy Butler. Every time I watch a game, bro, it'd be like Wiggins was just breaking shots. Carl Anthony Towns was afraid to shoot. Nobody was you're, getting you're the, you.
1: You don't even watch that many. So just cut it out. But I, I, trust me. I did. This,
0: my guy Wiggins is playing. I gotta. Come through and watch the game and more than so. The difference between when Butler was there and when he wasn't there was drastic, both offensively and defensively. He was almost like the glue that kept the team together. And when he wasn't there to see them just fall apart, even though on paper, they still have enough talent that they should be winning games, especially against sub 500 teams. It was pathetic. If I'm Jimmy Butler and that doesn't change this season, and I don't know how it's gonna change. What? Did Wiggins progress? Did Quality Jones progress? Is Dang gonna be the fucking difference maker? I don't know. But if I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm not staying there for another season if it's the way it was last year. Timberwolves, we've been expecting for the last three years to take the next
1: step. I mean you could consider last year a step, but they gotta do better, man. But see I think the West is- I think that a lot of it has to do with um what, what's my man? I, th- I think a lot of gotta do with Wiggins, to be honest with you. I think it is. do know why you continuously. I don't.
0: I don't. Man, Lord, I can't stand you, bro. What's? How is it Wiggins'
1: fault? I think. I think. I think. If I to, if I had to play the blame game, I think it would go Wiggins first, then um, Thibodeau Cat. second. Cat. No, now, I think. I think, it's t- I think it's. T- I think it's. I think it's Thibodeau. I think it's Thibodeau second because a I I don't understand how he has a problem. I don't know if it's motivation or some type of development. Like offensively, that team has moments that it's, it's extremely sketchy, especially when it comes to off ball movement. And defensively, I just, I have no idea why they're that bad. To me, it's not, I mean, Towns definitely needs to improve, but Wiggins would be first up on, on the block of blame. I mean, come on. Let's, let's be honest. Even when Butler was gone, Cat was still a, a twenty five and thirteen player shooting shooting fifty five percent from the field, so it wasn't like offensively he wasn't producing because he was. It was defensively, him and Wiggins are just they're just atrocious, especially on pick and roll defense from from So tennis. how you feel about how you feel about Jeff Teague and all this? I don't, I think Jeff Teague is just a, a a he's a he's a starting point guard. Like I th- I think that everybody has roles on that team. If, if T goes out there and he puts up, you know, 10 to 15 points with six assists, five, six assists, that's fine because that, I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? But like, and if, if Taj Gibson gives you, you know, 10 and seven, that's fine as well. That's, cause that's what they're supposed to do. They're just pieces to the puzzle that I think could, could aid them in the process, especially, I mean, how many point, how many starting point guards would you rather have over Jeff T, really, to be honest with you? Especially the ones that are available. No, I mean I mean the ones that are available. How many like of them maybe twenty? No. How, that that are available? No, I'm not I'm, available not I'm not I'm, ta- 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 I'm not talking about yeah, I'm not talking about like Steph Curry and them. I'm talking about the last year or two of free agency that the, the Timberwolves had legit prospect of getting, how many players would you rather have had over Jeff T at the but point guard position? That's not their
0: only opportunity to get a point guard, bro. They could just trade.
1: For like what what are they tra- you trading Wiggins? Are you trading Wiggins? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, what are, what what are what are you trading? What are you trading for uh, for a point guard? So they, I, have, they
0: have more than enough pieces they can figure yeah, something. Yeah, Wiggins, out, man. yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, you Wiggins, yeah. So I mean it, I, it could I, be Wiggins, it could be it could be fucking Jimmy Butler, it could be cat. I don't know. It's not gonna be no cat for no come on, move on. But if if it's or so, no All right, so you tell me you can't
0: think of a fucking proposal that make you get rid of cat? Cat for but well, what Cat. point guard are you going to
1: get for for Cat that's going to be worth you trading Cat away?
0: There's there's a lot of options, my guy. Look, I could tell I could tell Anthony Davis is gonna be really fucking pissed off in one or two years when he realizes after Demarcus left that that team fell apart. He might be a, a potential potential, right? Listen, the Knicks have been asked for as long as I can remember. I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon, but Porzingis, I could tell that guy wants to win a ring. There's some potential there. And I know he's but what a good But what
1: point guard is within the Knicks? I thought you were about to say like Jeff Teague and Towns for um for Drew Holiday. And I was like, oh, I
0: mean that's that's, that's, that's difficult to just think of on the spot. If it was easy, I'm sure they would have already done it. But,
1: but nobody they, but they all, I'm, enough- all I'm saying a- is like nobody's not they're not they're not trading Towns or Butler for a point guard that at best would be the third best player on the team. Like they're I mean Yeah,
0: obviously if they're yeah. gonna trade it for because they they already have their girls too, so if anything, they would've
1: wanna stack up and Exactly. Go even bigger on guards, right? So, I mean, for, for me, well, basically what I'm saying, the bigger picture is that players like Teague and Gibson and now with Dang and, and Rose, they're not, they're not one of the top three players on the team. They have limited touches and and they're going to do whatever they need to do offensively and defensively to help their team win. But I don't really, like, I'm not going to sit here and just blame the, the inability of them being able to win on the fifth best player on the team. I mean, I have to look at players who have expectations of doing something that they're not doing. And the first player that is, or even people, because I think, um, like I said, Thibodeau should be in that conversation as well. But the first person that comes to mind is Wiggins. And so if, if I'm Butler, I'm not stupid. Like I can clearly see there are some problems with the team, which is why I think they are having a conversation, obviously. But I don't, I think, I think it would be ridiculous if, if Butler sits down and he doesn't bring up Wiggins' name or there isn't some understanding that the lack of progression from Wiggins or just his understanding of what's happening in his career and with the franchise right now, it's it's very it's it's obvious to me. So I wouldn't why would that not be part of the conversation? And I think that so, and, and because they already paid him, it may be harder to move him, but I don't think that's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to trade Wiggins at all.
0: I don't think so neither. But I also think that nobody on the team should be on the uh should be off of the trade block like on a don't
1: trade list. What they call it. No, I haven't played my gym in years. Ta- Towns should be on the untouchable list. You're ridiculous. I, I you're, 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 rid- you're ridiculous if you're not gonna put Carl Anthony Towns on the on the untouchable list, Agent.
0: And listen, he's gonna have to play like an untouchable ass player next year. And and it, he's not gonna be on the no untouchable. Oh, you're,
1: you're ridiculous, agent. He was—he just concluded his third season in the NBA. And the one thing that you can definitely criticize on him, criticize him about, is defense. And in the postseason, he definitely wasn't that aggressive, but defense. I so would, what do you think I would about definitely Derek take, Rose
0: being the starting point guard, man. I'm, I'm looking at his playoff numbers. He plays straight in the playoffs. He he's not gonna be—he's not
1: gonna be a starting point guard now. Stop. Are you sure, bro? They played him 20 minutes a game. Like stop, 22, 22, stop, 22 stop. Minutes stop. A game. He's not going to be a starting point guard, no. No. I mean, it's not a far-fetched... No, it is. It is. Why is it far-fetched? Because Derrick Rose is not better than Jeff Teague. And it wouldn't make any sense for him to be on the floor over Jeff Teague. It just wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Listen, I'm with it. Jeff Teague is a better three-point shooter, which means he's a better floor spacer, which means that Butler, Wiggins, and Towns can have the ball in their hand while he's operating off ball. He's a better facilitator. He's going to stay healthy longer. I don't know about all that, man. All of those things. No. He, yes, he is, Agent. He is.
0: I don't know about the three-point shooting thing, bro. Derek Rose has been uh Hey, hey we'll let this season play out, but Jeff I do T, think... Jeff, Jeff,
1: be- Jeff, Jeff T. Just concluded 37% from behind right yard this year. The year before that, 36 The year before that, 40%. What are you talking about?
0: That's light, my guy.
1: What is what? It, what, it, what is D Roll shooting
0: <laughs> for a point guard? That's, you just need some fucking average. And stats. what is D
1: D-Roll shooting? Uh,
0: well, that's kind of tough to look okay. at. Okay,
1: D rolls not even D Rose maybe not even shooting that from the right, field. let me chill. Let me in the do.
0: in the playoffs though, he was one for two, one for one, one for two, two for three. So he literally didn't shoot under.
1: I know it's not a high volume, but. Oh my God! Stop. Am I wrong for
0: just believing in him?
1: Stop! What the fuck? Stop, stop! He's not going to be a starter uh, over over um. He's not going to be a starter. All I'm saying is that if I'm Butler, and I'm I'm sitting down. I'm saying, yo, um, I'm out. I'm 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 obviously you know this could definitely end bad. Um, if we start out slow, I'm going to leave. If there's still some questions about the organization. It needs to be solved by the trade deadline. But if everything's going fine, then I guess we can kind of see how the f- season uh, finishes. But I, I mean, I honestly, and I'm not trying to be—I'm I'm really and truly not trying to be harsh on Wiggins, but I could see them trading Wiggins because I think it would make the most sense.
0: All right, man, I—I I, I hear you loud and clear, buddy.
1: So let's let's get it. Let's get a trending on Twitter hashtag uh, trade Wiggins. Um.
0: So hater, hating ass. That's why everybody calls you a hater, love. You always hating on somebody. But all right, man, whatever.
1: I'm just saying. Um, you you talked about that Kobe. What what part of that Kobe um interview did you see? Because that was an interesting. I watched
0: till 22 minutes. I think it was 44 minutes long. So I stopped in the middle. So what did you think he was asking about his like? He talked about his investments a little bit. He talked about like Kobe was talking about how it felt to to do business like he's not just chilling lounging right he's still working on kobe inc so he's talking about what the differences between then talked about the kobe mentality a little bit and i think i kind of just thought what part did you want to talk about
1: um i mean just just kind of glossing over a few things about how i don't know We may even watch two different in- interviews but it was a part of the interview where he was talking about how um he was, he was going through, which he definitely miss, misspoke about it, but he talked about like a, a 10 game stretch early in his career where he was, he really was kind of in his prime, entering his prime, where he went, where he, where he went on his nine game stretch where he scored like 40 straight point, like 40 points every game. And Phil kind of approached him and said, yo, we need you to ramp it up because Shaq is, he's, he's injured and he'll be out for a few games. And then Shaq came back and Phil Jackson was like, all right Kobe i'm I'm gonna need you to reel it in right now again, mind you he's he's in the middle of nine straight games where he's scoring forty points every single game are they winning yeah they I think they they won seven out of the nine something like that they're winning yeah, they're definitely winning and mind you, this is also the same season where Shaq got hurt i think I think he got hurt either in the in the postseason the previous year or in the preseason that same year. but this is the year where Shaq infamously said. I got hurt on company time, so I'm going to rehab on company time. And in the beginning of the season, Shaq also missed some games, and they were losing those games, and Shaq low-key throwed, throwed Kobe under the bus. Part of the conversation people don't want to talk about, but it, it is what it is, right? I so, definitely. Did you watch the Lewis Howes interview, the one you watched? I think, yeah, I think this is definitely, I think this is the same. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. This is like both, yeah. like, two, like him and the other dudes sitting right across from each other, like in his room or something like that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so, I mean, that's how every interview goes. But that was a very vague description. But I think, yeah, we're on the yeah same it was page. like
1: two yeah. two dudes talking to one another, and then one dude was asking the question. Fuck's sake, close. <laughs> Jesus. And so, so, so basically, to, to make the story short, at the end of the little nine game stretch, it really was. I don't want to spend too much time, but I don't want to you know start jerking off Kobe. But it was like a fifteen to twenty game stretch where Kobe was averaging like thirty points every single game. It was ridiculous. But the nine game stretch is what he was referring to. And and in that stretch, at the end of the stretch, Phil Jackson said, Okay, Kobe, I'm gonna need you to reel it back in now. And Kobe's like, What why are we why am I doing that? We're still winning games. I'm putting up ridiculous stats. It's it's fine. Like, we're adding Shaq back into it, so it's still cool. And he had explained to him, like, yo, if uh if you don't reel it in, then Shaq isn't gonna be I can't I can't get Shaq motivated for the postseason. So then Kobe was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So Kobe, I think he has two more games where he scores 40 points, and he he reels it back in to 30 points, right? But they end up losing anyway. <laughs> they end up losing in the postseason. I say all of that, and largely they, they lost in the postseason because, A, they didn't have the depth to beat the Spurs in 2003, but, B, Shaq was out of shape. And if you actually watch that series towards the end of almost every single game, Shaq couldn't finish the fucking game. Like, he was out of shape. He was missing free throws. It was, it was retarded. And so I say all that to say, A, this is the reason why I don't look at stats as much as y'all look at stats. Because there's certain things that just happen that you can't account for in these arguments. And B, Shaq got carried by Kobe. Facts.
0: <laughs> it was an interesting story he told. uh. To start to think about how when he was – I think he was 12. When he was 12, he joined the league, and he got zero points over the whole course of the season. Not one fucking free throw, and he was (laughs) playing games. He just got zero points. And then he just grinded. Like he said he was practicing every single day. Every day, every day, just continued to practice. And in a matter of two years, he went from getting zero points to being the top player in his state. So that was cool to, when he was describing that transformation and how, like, when he got that zero points, he told his dad, who was also in the NBA, and, you know, he was like, yo, listen, man, like, I don't think this is for me. And his dad kind of just, I think he it was kind of like the early moments where you could see Kobe getting that mentality. And he talked about the reason why he developed that Kobe mentality everybody always talks about is because he was from the suburbs. And a lot of the players, when he would come to play in the city, would think he was soft. So, if he didn't come hard, then they would start to bully him around. And so, he used to play physical all the time and used to outwork all those people to prove to them that he wasn't soft. So, I thought that was really interesting, too. Because I am a fellow suburban softie
1: from uh, North Toronto. <laughs> this guy right here, right? From North Toronto. Oh, my God. You're stupid. <laughs> that was a really cool story though,
0: man. It was a it was a good interview if you didn't get a chance to watch it. You should. Anytime I get a chance to just listen to Kobe talk, man, I always take it. I don't even know how I found it, to be honest. I think it just popped up in my home feed. They know me. YouTube knows me.
1: Facto, facto, facto. Um, but that's that's enough uh jerking off Kobe today. Um the other thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about. Um very very serious thing. Very very serious. Um, I feel like you can't remember it. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a Stephon Marbury thing. Oh okay. So All right. so I people don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all don't even y'all probably even watch Marbury play. But okay, so Stephon Marbury was on Instagram Live and he. Don't being so fucking condescending, lo. They probably don't. It's not a con- if you telling me a, a majority of my audience. And probably the majority of your audience as well didn't start watching basketball like until 2012. Jesus. They don't know who Stefan Marbury is. You, you
0: imagine talking to somebody who was like, man, I would talk about Carl Malone, but you wasn't even really old enough to see him play. So <laughs> really. Like, that's what you're doing right anyway, now. Anyway, anyway,
1: so Stefan Marbury went on Instagram Live. And he was he was talking about people was asking questions, asking about the whole thing with him and KG, and he said it was a big misunderstanding. And even though I remember certain quotes, and I don't know if it's—I don't know if it was that much of a misunderstanding. But he talked about his time with the Dream Team, not the Dream Team. It was Olympic team that they—they end up losing, which is probably one of the parts of NBA history that so many people want to just gloss over. And I guess it's not NBA history, but it's definitely a part of some of those players' careers that people love to just gloss over. It, that in 2000, I want to say four. The Olympic, the U.S. basketball's Olympic team, they end up losing. Embarrassing. But well, Marbury was on that team. And Marbury, um, he was talking about how him, he was, he was, he was on the team and Phil Jackson and Larry Brown were the two coaches. And how there was an understanding that they were, they were borderline about to just tell Marbury, go home. Like, don't stop, don't even. Cause he was ass or what? Because at that time, Marbury and, and Gilbert Arenas has said this as, as well. I know he's, you know, that's that's your guy that you love to, you love to overrate. Um, but Gilbert Arenas, let me chill, Whoa. let me chill, let me chill, let me chill. Whoa, dude! Gilbert Arenas and, and Marbury have said this as well. And I think the same thing happened to um, Steve Francis. How players at that time who were point guards who were scoring point guards. It's funny how really right now we don't even we don't even applaud those players as much as I think we should because they were. Part of or part of the uh, pioneering of scoring point guards like we see in today's game, but they were heavily criticized at that time because they, they were viewed as um, unorthodox point guards or they weren't traditional or true point guards or whatever dumbass name people want to label them as. And so, because of that, Marbury got the stigma of being a selfish ball player, along with the fact that he ended up leaving Minnesota because he felt like he, sh- he should deserve more money and et cetera, et cetera. And so, when he got to the Olympics. He was still trying to score and things like that, but they wanted to slow the pace down. They wanted to obviously more ball movement. The problem with the team, the only player that was in the post that could do anything of, of any value was really Tim Duncan. Everybody else like Carlos Boozer's on the team. See, Boozer's nice, but at that time he wasn't, he wasn't quote unquote, Carlos Boozer. It um, had you had to beat Spain and Argentina. This is back when Pau Gasol was, was at peak, peak Pau Gasol or entering peak Pau so it wasn't like you could just dominate them inside or anything like that. And I don't, I don't think Mark was, was there just yet. But if he was, Mark was, was there as well. But cause, um, Marbury was basically trying to, you know, be a ball handle and score on a perimeter. They had perimeter oriented players. So why not score? They had LeBron and Carmelo. They were still trying to pass the ball around and, and dump it inside. So Marbury got into a back and forth with, um, with Larry Brown, and he said on Instagram Live he almost Latrell Spreeweld him. For people out there who don't know what that means, Latrell Spreeweld, he I think he got into a fight with P.J. Carlissimo or something like that, and that's what's about to happen between um Marbury and Larry Brown. So then Popovich comes comes along and just tells him, "Man, you know what, man? Look." Just say you got hurt. Just say you got a foot injury or whatever. We'll tell the media that you went home and you didn't want to play. Like, Deadass is trying to get him off of the team. Like, just straight up, just say, like, man, look, you got hurt. We'll we'll vouch for you. We'll even make – I think you said we'll make a fake um injury report or something like that, and we'll just send you home because it's obvious that this is not going to work out and you don't want to play.
0: Say words. You could make (laughs) fake injury reports. So
1: then Marbury says – Marbury says – He looks Popovich. This is what he says. He said he looked Popovich in his eye. He said, "Go get Larry Brown, and let him tell that to me in my face, and don't be his messenger boy or something along those lines." Damn. And Popovich is like, "You know what? That's exactly what I'm gonna get." So they call. He calls Larry Brown, and they're on the phone, and they're basically having the same conversation. And Marbury started getting into his bag about how. He was trying to ruin his career and ruin his reputation. Mind you, at this time, again, people really weren't too fond of players like Marbury and and Gilbert Arenas. So, he stays on the team. I'm pretty sure a lot of us know that. And they end up losing. (laughs) They end up losing in the Olympics. And literally, the entire next, like, two to three months after they lose, Marbury is getting destroyed and thrown underneath the bus. Because it was viewed as his fault. And I think Iverson was on the team as well. Another scoring point guard, it was his fault as well. And he didn't give the ball to the players they needed to enough. And Larry Brown, a very vocal coach, he went into the media and said the same thing as well. Two months later, maybe another year. Sometime soon, Isaiah Thomas, who's the general manager for the Knicks, he hires Larry Brown as the head coach. And Marbury's on the Knicks. Damn. So, they're like, alright, so... Isaiah, te- Marbury's trying to tell Isaiah Thomas, like, yo, this isn't going to work. Like, why are you doing this? And and Isaiah's like, he's going to work for you. Trust, trust, trust. At this time, uh, Larry Brown, he already took the 76ers to the finals. He led the 76ers to the finals and coached them to the finals. And then won his championship with the um Pistons. And this is when Larry Brown, with the Knicks, infamously coached for one season, even though he was signed for like five seasons, got a huge chunk of money and left after the one season, and so he says another altercation between them, those two, really pushed him away, and basically make a long story short, they almost got into a fight with one another, and they had to be separated, and that's what he said he almost got Latrell Sprewell. And people, for people out there who don't know Latrell Sprewell. like I said before, P.J. Carlissimo got into a physical fight, like an actual, not like no pushing, like I'm. Punching you and body slamming you type of shit. And the same thing almost happened with him as well. I can't put a link anywhere because this is a podcast, but it's by far one of the most interesting stories I've seen or listened to. Yeah, you could. Can, uh, can't you like put a link in the show notes or something like that? I might, I might, I might do that. Cause it's, it's, he's, cause he's definitely, he's basically just sitting here t- saying like, you know, you should make a video about this, bro. Yeah, I might, I might end up doing it. But I'm saying all that also to say that this isn't the first time that that's had that same conversation. Because your guy, you know, you like Jalen Rose. Jalen, when did that give you that impression? You do like Jalen Rose as a player. I don't know. You 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 like Jalen Rose, all right? I like his podcast, man. Oh, come but. on, man. Don't act like you don't know. Jay, you don't like Jalen Rose. When you like Jalen Rose. But Jalen, Jalen, I'm saying I liked him as a player. But I don't right, know. Maybe going, as a man. player, but yeah. But Jalen Rose said Larry Brown tried to. Get him out the NBA as well, which is very interesting. Damn, Yeah, I know.
0: <sighs> I like nice. hearing, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I do. That's kind of why I enjoy the Eminem, uh, MGK beef. Like, they just... No,
1: oh, as a sign. Eminem got to cut it out. But go ahead. Keep going,
0: man. No, because it's nice to hear, like, what goes on behind the scenes and the drama and the bullshit. And this guy tried to do this, and nobody really knew until this person exposed it like that. Why did he just, like, get on Instagram Live and say this all, though? Why now?
1: I don't know. I think, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened between him and, um, what is it called? Him and China basketball and shit like that. I don't don't know. I don't know why now, but, um, he's been on Instagram live recently and he's kind of aired out some of his grievances with the uh, NBA community and things like that. Some of which I agree with, some of which he's having, um, his, his memory must be bad because he definitely doesn't remember what he said in the media about, Around the time when him and KG had a of course, out. Yeah, Very
0: convenient. Yeah, He, yeah. Yeah,
1: he definitely not remember when that happened. But I don't, the only reason why it really stuck with me is because I'm not necessarily, I'm not, I mean, I might make a video about it, but like I said earlier, I think a lot of the point guards in the 2000s that people don't want to talk about and casually gloss over, such as Steve Francis, Marbury, and Gilbert Arenas, at their peak, they were rather Good players. And I think if Gilbert Arena stayed healthy, it would have lasted a little bit longer than just the three to four years that it lasted. But all three of them had like a three, five, maybe even six year stretch where at their peak, they could kind of score at will. Unfortunately, it was an era where spacing wasn't at at an abundance like it is right now. So it was a little bit more hard. Not even a little. I, I feel like it was way harder. The score back then and is now, but it was harder to score. And so the efficiency numbers don't look that great. And so it's easy to just write them off and not really bring them up. But I feel like that, that those group of players are one of the most misunderstood players in NBA history because they, they did push the envelope on when, where we are right now. Because a lot of like people, like people kill me with the whole thing about like Steph Curry, um, or, or like Trey Young. How Trey Young was saying, like, uh, he, he, um, he grew up liking Steve Nash and he, he, he emulated his game after Steve Nash and not Curry. And it's like, Trey Young, shut the fuck up. Like, you didn't, you watch Curry. Shut, shut the fuck up. Like, it's cool. You watch Curry. It's not that big of a deal. And the same thing with, like, players like Curry and John Wall and them. Like, John Wall, I heard somebody say John Wall, he, he, um, built his game after Kevin Johnson. No, the fuck he didn't. He, he built his game after like Marbury and Steve Francis, but nobody doesn't want to say it because those players, they love to gloss over. John Wall was like, like two or three years old when Steve Fran- when, um, Kevin Johnson was dominating basketball. He wasn't even old enough to even know who the fuck that was. He grew up watching Steve Francis and Stefan Marbury, Alan Iverson, and so on and so forth. But I feel like those players, nobody doesn't talk about them. Like as if Gilbert Arenas didn't have any influence on where we are right now. It's, it's terrible, it's sickening. It's terrible. <laughs> it is just sickening to me. I don't know, like people love to. It is, Jesus. bro. Like it's like it's just so weird. Like in the, in the two in the mid 2000s Oh yeah, shout out to um, um we haven't did a podcast since then, but Steve Nash and Jason Kidd who got into the Hall of Fame. Shout out to them, right? I'm not, I'm definitely not knocking my man J Kidd, you know, because he better than Steve Nash, but I don't like. I feel like people act like those are the only two point guards in the in the two thousands. And that's not the case. That is that is not the case. But those are the only two point guards that people love to talk about as if there weren't other point guards.
0: You know what I'm saying? I agree wholeheartedly with you. Yeah, I understand, low. Logan's gets passionate about this stuff. This is how you trigger low to, like, talk endlessly, guys, in case you want to do it on Twitter. Just tell him some ignorant shit that you know is going to provoke him, like... uh, Like, hold on, let me think of one right now. Like... Yo, Jason Kidd isn't much better than Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <So> good, <man. laughs> and then, and then he's be like, "Nigga, what the?" See, all these kids on Twitter,
1: man, they don't really understand. Because if you look at the numbers right here, I'm a, yo, just, I'm to yo, I'm i I'm a keep it a I'ma keep it a buck with you. I, I'm, I'm dead ass. Feel like I'm old now. Like D Wade retiring, Jason Kidd and Steve Nash in the Hall of Fame. You're like
0: sixty-five, man. You've been
1: old, my guy. But like the like I like I legit. I'm like, man, goddamn. Like, I'm getting a little too old for this. Like, I'll be on Twitter sometimes, and I'll be like, "You're like fourteen years old. Why am I talking to you?" <laughs> like, like I just I just feel like sometimes I just be I just I just feel too old, man. It's ridiculous. How does that make you feel? Wise, seasoned, Wise? seasoned. You know. <laughs>
0: Your adjective game was on point today, man.
1: Um, did you see the Hall of Fame ceremony? Speaking of the Hall of Fame,
0: no, Lo, I told you for the fifth time now, I do not give a fuck about the Hall of Fame. But your guy,
1: uh, but your guy, Steve Nash, made it to the Hall of Fame, man.
0: Yeah, and he's better than Jason Kidd. That's all I needed to know. Oh
1: my god. You saw Gray Hill got to the Hall of Fame. I guess you didn't see it, but Gray Hill got to no, Hall of Lo, Fame No, I too. literally
0: did not watch it. I didn't keep up with it. I didn't read an article about it. I just do not care about well, it. Well, let me ask you
1: this, because this is uh, kind of a hot topic at the time. Should Grant Hill have made the Hall of Fame? Probably not. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I got a nah, Ben
0: go. Wallace. If Ben Wallace didn't make it, no, ain't no fucking Grant Hill. See, that's
1: that's what I'm saying. That's that's really what I'm saying. I don't even, no, I fuck with Ben Wallace. Let me not act like I don't fuck with Ben Wallace. But Ben Wallace not in the Hall of Fame. How, like, you know, I'm like, come on, come on. Like, I, Did I, he I, get in? No, Ben Wallace still isn't in. No, no, Grant Hill. Yeah, Grant Hill is in. I think this may have been his first? This may have been his he first won't. time, or maybe his. He may be a first or second ballot Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace has been waiting for at least three or four years now. And, That's wild, you know. And I'm like, man, I didn't cause see, I didn't want to go on Twitter and have that moment because I definitely wanted to. But come on, let's keep it a buck, man. <laughs> Grant Hill should not be making a Hall of Fame before Ben Wallace does let's let's keep it I all agree. the way a hundred let's let's
0: let's not Who's, even there share are other like really good players that haven't got in yet that should be in
1: I think that's see, I think him and chauncey Bills are only two people i'm I'm familiar with Sidney Moncrief is another one they finally let mo cheeks in the Hall of Fame he was part of this class as well so that, that used to be another conversation another person in the conversation um I feel like George McGinnis finally got in but it's 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 been right now at the top of that list is Ben Wallace, and and I know that um don't get me wrong George Hill got in uh, not George I said George Hill Grant Hill got in because of Olympics and also his collegiate play and so even though his NBA play is a little sketchy he also had a couple of more things outside of the NBA that put him so over the top.
0: If all that shit matters, is it possible to like? Like, what if I win seven Chinese League championships in a row, I head over to Europe, win one of them, and then I go to I go to Australia, I win one in Like, can I get in the Hall of Fame then?
1: Yeah, because there's a, there's a player who just got in this year who played, like, I think, like, two years in the NBA, but he, his status is really from his overseas play.
0: <laughs> Yo, ain't that some shit, bro? Can you imagine, my guy, can you imagine playing in a way worse league and getting in the Hall of Fame before a... a fucking ben wallace can you imagine that low i
1: couldn't i, I couldn't neither mm-hmm. you could because i don't i just and i love grant hill and it is unfortunate because he he definitely could have been in a conversation being like one of the top 20 to 15 dare i say 10 if he was matched up with the right teammate player of all time but like i, I mean things happen and unfortunately he's not in that conversation so it's like we can't have a conversation that's hypothetical right now. And I get it. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because I feel like he should be because of, like I said, the things that happen outside of it. But, like, over Ben Wallace, like, Ben Wallace is, I think, between him and Matumbo have the most defensive player of the year awards. Like, come on.
0: Come on. Maybe, uh, maybe Grant Hill won some commentating awards we don't know about
1: yeah i i mean i don't i i doubt that's that's the reason why but yeah that's what just just what people just for people like who don't know like that's another way that you can make it into the hall of fame like steve kerr will be a hall of famer
0: wait i was just joking are you serious
1: yeah because um kevin what's the um kevin no no, i said kevin o'connor who's the um is that there's a kevin o'leary the guy
0: from shark tank
1: no no stop Kevin Harlan, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Harlan, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he's in the Hall of Fame. I think he is in the Hall of Fame. There I are well, there, there are some there are some announcers. There's WNBA players. There's college players. Wait, say that again. There's WNBA players.
0: That's <laughs> okay. Which okay, so that that
1: can, I guess that really just prompts another question: Should there just be an NBA Hall of Fame? Which the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be all NBA that other shit should not count. holy yeah. holy. There needs to be an NBA Hall of Fame, and I believe that it should be as strict as like the NFL. uh maybe you can loosen up a little bit, but as basically as strict as the NFL or as strict as MLB or other other um Hall of Fame require other Hall of Fame requirements for other sports because like it's just the basketball Hall of Fame is like come on <laughs> like what, what what are we doing here what are we doing.
0: If you if you ever got over eighty nine overall, you were entered into the Hall of Fame. That's a as a
1: fact. Like I don't I don't know. I just I just don't get it. But um, shout out to Greenhill. Shout out to J Kid. Shout out to Steven Nash. Special shout out to Mo Cheeks. I feel like he should have been in the Hall of Fame, but you know it is what it is. And um, let's get um, my man my man uh Ben Wallace in there, man. I
0: agree. Let's get him. I, I talked to him. Man. He's a cool guy. He's a really chill guy. He's uh. He's, he looks very different without his afro. But he almost doesn't look like Ben Wallace without an afro. And like his Instagram handle is like Fear the Fro or something like that. But he doesn't have a fro no more. So I feel like in terms of his brand, <laughs> he might want to try something new. But yeah,
1: get him in there. Again, quick reminder: I don't care what the Hall of Fame though. No, so let's move on though. Yo, did you see um Jason Tatum working out with Penny?
0: No. Yeah, ain't lie. Is that news? Jesus.
1: No, I mean, it's, I'm not gonna lie, yo. I low-key won Jason Tatum over Lonzo.
0: Wait, you didn't feel that way just, like, a few months ago, or what?
1: No, because I felt like... I felt like Lonzo fulfilled a need that we that the Lakers needed, and it, didn't, it wasn't necessarily scoring, because we had, like, Kuzma and Ingram and things like that, but, like, the more and more I keep trying to talk myself into this, the more and more I'm, I'm really thinking to myself, like, like how impactful are Lonzo's passes? Like, are they are they really? Is it is Lonzo passing the ball going to be like so impactful that it's going to like allow me to really sit back and think to myself like, yeah, man, this is this is who we can really build the franchise around. Like that's that's uh, that's I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it it was for Magic, but Magic could still score though. You saying Lonzo can't score? I I think if you told Lonzo. Before the game started, like, yo, we're going to need you to give us, like, 23 tonight. I think he would struggle to give us 13 on good efficiency.
0: I agree with that. I also feel like he can't go nowhere anyway because his dad is just going to create a fucking storm of chaos anywhere he goes. That's not in L.A.
1: Uh, I guess. I just feel like I just – I don't know. But I, I'm, I am seeing it. I, I do see – I see. I see a, I see a, a limitation on literally like, the,
0: the second the playoffs finished. I it wasn't even a thought. It was just automatic for everybody in the world except like maybe you. Like yeah, I would easily have Jason Tatum over Lonzo without a shadow of a doubt. Look that man, I'm decision.
1: I'm still trying to I'm still trying to I'm trying to convince myself, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to lie to myself and tell myself like, yo, this is what this is what we need. Yeah, we need a. A pass for his point guard who cannot score whatsoever in 2018. In fact, I'd rather
0: have Jalen Brown than Kuzma and Hart combined.
1: I don't know about combined, but I I, I, I agree with you with the Kuzma thing. I'd rather have Jalen Brown than Kuzma because Jalen Brown is a, a way better defender. I low key I low like um Jalen Brown like a lot actually. Like a lot, yeah, yeah, I do actually. You should, you
0: should send him a love letter, man. This
1: guy right here, yo, you're bugging, you're bugging. Um, I feel like that's it though. I feel like we talked about everything.
0: Yeah, man, we did. I like this length a lot, though. It's my favorite length.
1: Pause. 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 Um, anything else, man? I mean, you want to talk about Something about like your rappers? Anything happen? You, what, up, up, up the no, no, no,
0: no. We have to, we have to do a podcast where we don't talk about them, so that people stop saying that. I always want to talk about them.
1: How about, so. how about this? Let's. I'll do this. What's the hardest pill to swallow? For the Raptors, as as a Raptors fan.
0: Bro, you you're just you're making me do this shit, bro. I listen, listen, guys. I do not want to have to do it, man. There's nothing to swallow, man. It's just you roll the dice sometimes. You gotta take you ever like though you ever be in a situation where like, man, I don't know if I wanna do this shit. And then like you just get to the point where like, fuck it. And then you just do it. That's that's where the Raptors are as a team. They're in that mode where they're like, listen. Whoa! What the? Give me a snap notification. I'm in the call with you right now. Wow. Weird. Anyway, yeah. So roll the dice. If it doesn't land your way, that's the way it's supposed to go. If it does land your way, then you're gonna look like a genius. Either way, the move had to be made. Um, the Worst thing you could do is stay in the same
1: spot. Am I right? Uh yeah. I guess. I guess that's that's your that's your uh, that's your debate. That's your argument. Philosophy, yes. The philosophy, yes, yes, excuse yes. me. You're right. You're right. You know um, we'll before go. before we wrap up the hey, podcast, hey, 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 buddy, what?
0: buddy, are you feeling more optimistic about Trey Young and your? Uh, I know you're a huge Hawks fan.
1: This guy right here, bro. I'm looking forward for the Hawks to be trash this year, so we can get Zion Williamson. Because I'm going to be, I'm gonna tell you right now, if the Hawks get Zion, I dead <laughs> as a Hawks fan. I'm gonna <laughs> have, I'm gonna have dual citizenship. <laughs> It will be LA and Hawks all day. It, it ain't it is that's
0: what it's gonna be. Well, Lowe acts like he doesn't already live in Atlanta. That's <laughs> <I, yeah. laughs> I'ma get my new citizenship for the city I live in, yeah.
1: Yo, that's 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 what it's gonna be, bro. Cause I definitely will be around the town with a Zion jersey on, bro. I'm prepared for that. But um I don't know. It's interesting because I'm also gonna watch Trey Young um, potentially be bad as well, but just to really watch how many threes he's gonna be willing to to shoot th- shoot like comfortably. I really want to see Trey Young just go out there and just shoot threes, miss or make. I just you know I just want to shoot. I'll
0: tell you long. Trey Young has a pretty decent release on two K man. Oh my He does. God. So if that means anything, then I know he's gonna be all right in the NBA. He might shoot thirty three percent from three point line at like seven attempts a game, but I'm sure, he's gonna be all right, but by like season four, he's gonna be Stephen Curry with the knee, and then by season seven, he's gonna be MVP.
1: You know what I'm talking about? I, I guess, I guess, I guess that's what you want to say. Um, yes, yes. Before I wrap up the video, uh, I said video, Jesus Christ. Before we wrap up the podcast, um, two quick updates on some injuries. Uh, Russell Westbrook is suffering an injury, I think it's on the if I'm not mistaken, it's the same knee that he's already had surgery on. From Wait, the, what, yeah, Russell Westbrook. Ow. I think it's just, I think it's one of those nagging injury things. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I know, um, he is suffering an injury and, uh, he got surgery forward. He, he already went underneath the knife and everything. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the surgery was successful as well, but he will miss. I think they said he's going to be out for the, the first, the for I mean, for the next eight weeks, which means that he will, he will miss potentially the first two weeks of, um, the NBA season, maybe more. I could be wrong on this. I just know that he did. Um, suffering injury and Devin Booker suffered an injury on his left hand or right hand right hand and he will be out I think however he will be ready in the beginning of the season I could be wrong about that one though but I know both of them suffered injuries as well I see that um D book he's not allowing the injury to hold him back though he's out there still practicing put getting his uh his Kobe together you know what I'm saying that's what Kobe used to do back in the day have a cast on still working out. So I see you. I see you, uh, the book. I see you. I see you. And, uh, with that you said, any, uh, closing remarks bro? uh,
0: my closing remark is. Yo, are you, are you gonna say something? Oh yeah. Sorry. It's my gone. closing remark is I was watching, uh,
1: Oh my gosh, AJ! Sorry, <laughs> you so funny. <corny. laughs> Jesus, Christ. watch
0: that Kobe interview. That shit
1: was nice. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, people. Well, uh, I guess uh, I, I don't. I don't really have any closing remarks, but just uh, keep on the up and up. You know, what I'm saying the podcast. We gonna we gonna be bringing a Why podcast.
0: Are you so awkward, dude. <laughs>
1: no, I don't, I don't know, yo. We gonna be, we will be bringing a podcast back more frequently because I I do plan on uploading. We do up. I said we. I'm gonna say we. I'm gonna say we. We plan on uploading another podcast towards are the you end of the nervous? Uh, no, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to close this out, man. Chill. Sorry, sorry. I'll stop interrupting. My bad, bro. Yo, podcast people, stay on the up and up. Always follow both of us on Twitter to keep updated on when we're going to upload a podcast. We're, we're more likely going to switch some days around, maybe Monday and Thursday. I don't know. We ain't really talked about it, but we are. We're going to be uploading the podcast more frequently based on what I'm telling you. The um, preseason is literally two weeks away. So. Trust me when I say I've been fiending and I've been thirsty for some NBA games. So much so that I'm ready for a Charlotte Hornets game. That's that's how that's how thirsty I am for some basketball right now. Um, but until then, we will see you all next time. Peace.